is dead. Diane, I am holding in my hand a small box of chocolate buns. Hello, everybody. Welcome to There Will Be Drinking Recaps Twin Peaks, Episode 2, Season 2, Coma. Ooh. Uh, we're your hosts this week, every week, all of your lives. <laughs> yeah, into Unfor- eternity. You guys were doing it forever. Yeah. I'm Murda. I'm Kate. Sorry, we're a little bit down. This is the we're first down. episode we were recording post-election. Yeah, we, we haven't had a great As opposed week. to the last episode where we were real happy. Yeah, we... And we were getting ready to go celebrate the election, I but know. we were idiots. Yeah, no, no, we're not. We're not idiots. It's just a surprise. A little bit. We're a yeah. little bit idiots. And we know, weren't dum dums. No, like we're not James dum-dums. and Donna. No, we're just we live in a bubble. We live in New York, so <laughs> that's all right. We don't know what's going on. Whatever. Out there in the world. That's okay. Here's to Laura Palmer's this Here, week. Here's to Laura. Yeah, here's our Laura. Right. Cheers to Laura. Palmer. Cheers to you know. And last week we were watching Twin Peaks, and we were like, "This town is crazy. These people are crazy." Now we watch it this week, like, yeah. This seems right. This seems right. (laughs) (laughs) This seems accurate. They seem uh, like they know what's up. So, as always, our official watch drink is uh, a Laura Palmer. Yes, it is. Tea-infused bourbon. Yep. And then either lemonade or lemon juice and simple syrup or whatever. Whatever you Whatever you want to make those dreams come true. Yeah. It's real good. And it makes mm. us booze boozy. And everybody needs a little bit of booze right now. Yeah. I'd so, so get your Laura Palmer on. Get your booze on. Get your booze on. Get your booze on. Hey. <laughs> 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 um, All right. Well, let's let's get to recapping the shit. Oh man. So let's get some shit recapped. Let's zoom this is like recapping. it's like chores. Like recapping. <laughs> let's recapping. I'm saying it, but just funny. Yeah, I don't even know how you <laughs> rook up and <laughs> we're going to get rook up and um, cool. Okay, so we are in the great. We open up with a, a really, really long opening sequence. Season two's what? opening sequence is <laughs> it so seems long. longer. Yeah, for it's, sure, it's like a full four minutes. But anyway, <laughs> we're, we open up. And maybe there's just more people working on it. Yeah, I think there's more cast members. Yeah. Maybe? so we're in the Great Northern hotel and cooper and rosencrantz and guildenstern are having breakfast and cooper is just going on about buddhist stuff and buddhist history and rosencrantz and guildenstern is like not amused in the slightest um but what we do learn is that renette is awake but we knew that from the last scene of the last yes. episode yeah that renette was waking up mm-hmm. and having visions um but the thing is she can't talk because when you're in a coma for how long she been in a coma six days uh, who fucking knows? Five days? I have no idea. Well, anyway, when you're in a coma for a while, I guess you like you. It's not like it a takes year. a while to get your motor skills back. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a year. So she should definitely not be I totally. Mean, it feels like a year. Yeah, I just mean that she's not totally atrophied. You no, know, not at all. She'll be able to. She'll be able to rock. Right. Rock she'll her, be cool in a couple days. Soon. A couple yeah. days should be good. Um, but anyway, Cooper's like, listen, Rosencrantz killed this turn. I'm going to show her sketches of Bob and Leo. Uh, 
and see what how she reacts. And Rosencrantz's guild is turned as like, yeah, Bob's not a real person, right? Like you, nobody's <laughs> seen him in real life. This is something from your dreams. And uh and Cooper's like, yeah, of course, this is totally normal. And I just love the the reality Rosencrantz and Guildenstern brings, where he's like, oh, absolutely, he's like, this is all right, fine, Wait, whatever. Did you, did you mention too? There's a barbershop quartet behind. Oh, I mean, yeah, that was at the end of yeah this scene, the barbershop quartet that, that's the doing whole the time. that's doing the mannequin challenge, basically behind it seems them, like it <laughs> the entire time. Um, and, yeah. Oh God. Well, and I also like. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. In this scene, when he's talking to the, when they're talking out this the autopsy reports and stuff, Cooper actually says to him, "I'm real happy to have you here." And I was like, "The last time you were here, you were not happy to have him." I here. know. <laughs> you I know. really now were fucking. Now they're, now they're good biffles. Now they're best friends. <laughs> they're Joe, 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 and Obama. Ugh. Don't, don't talk about don't talk about the Biden Obama situation, okay? <laughs> I don't, those two superheroes are going to fly off into the distance, and we may not see them for a long time. We're going to be stuck here in Gotham with the Joker, okay? So just... <laughs> they're going to hiding. Yeah. They're going into hiding. They're just going to go somewhere maybe where they're more wanted. Oh, I hope so. Or needed. They're going to go join the Justice least. League, which we're oh. hoping is in Germany. <laughs> anyway, enough about politics. <laughs> um... The one thing I love that Rosencrantz and Guildenstern did during this breakfast was, right. was he was talking about um, when Cooper was shot, and he was like, he says, the world's most decrepit room service waiter remembers nothing. I know. <laughs> and you and I were like, oh, that was a real person. That was a real scene. Because <laughs> we were dream. we were questioning whether it was real. I think I was on the side of it being real. I was like, I think this I is going to be real. I was a little bit. But I, I just, think this is going to be a real scene. And now it's confirmed. Yeah. And, this happened. And I love it. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern said what we were all thinking, which was, the fuck is wrong with this waiter? Yeah. He's decrepit and awful. You know what? This is what this... He is the one character that's really missing from this He's show. He's our straight man. Exactly. <laughs> There's no straight man. <laughs> There's no bringer of logic. <laughs> I appreciate Except that. for Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah, anyway, I love that. But then he also brings up to Cooper that uh, <clears throat> Wyndham Earl has disappeared. And Wyndham Earl was... His former partner. Cooper's former partner, who I guess at one point got sent to a, uh insane asylum? I, who knows? He like, lost it? Yeah. He and flew like, the coop. Yeah. Cooper. The coop from Cooper. Yeah. Coop Cooper. Coop Cooper. Coop, coop, coop. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then and then I wrote in all caps on my notes. Why is there a barbershop quartet just chilling in the background? Oh, and then we zoom over with dubious music to the Asian guy who nodded at Cooper in the hallway. And uh, and he's watching over Cooper intently. We yeah. don't know why. We don't know who he is. We don't know why he Asian. exists. We just know that he's watching. Yeah. They're, everyone's watching each other. Who knows? Okay, Donna. Now we're with Donna, who's looking significantly less cool than last episode. That's what I wrote too. I'm like, <laughs> she seems back to be her in her clueless, She's boring Donna now. in this scene. <laughs> Hi, Donna. You're so boring. Anyway, she's doing Meals on Wheels because that's what she was told to do. Yeah. Via a letter. And uh, even, she's visiting. Even, even this scene has to be surreal in some way. 
Oh, whatever. <laughs> She's visiting Happy Gilmore's grandmother, who we all remember. <laughs> right? I forgot. I forgot. I um, didn't get it. And her name is Mrs. Tremont. And uh, I guess she was someone on Laura's route when she did Meals on Wheels. And uh, Happy Gilmore's grandmother, who's chilling in bed, has a tiny tuxedo boy with her. <laughs> her grandson. <laughs> who's her grandson. He's... He's not helping her do anything. Nope. He's just sitting there being creepy as fuck. But he knows magic. <laughs> but he does know magic. And how do we know, Meredith, that he well, creepy tuxedo boy I want to make magic? it clear that Donna brought a meal, but she requested no fucking creamed corn. Right. Happy Gilmore's grandmother did not want creamed corn. This was a big issue. She was, this is like the wire hangers like, of this yes. episode. It, she looked like she was about to go full Crawford on her. Yeah. Full Crawford. But luckily, she has her tiny tuxedo boy grandson there. Who knows magic? Who knows magic? So he was essentially able to... It's like, no... Um, NBD. Yeah, he was able to uh, suck the cream corn into another dimension and then re-teleport it into his hands, which my original thought was, ew, have you ever held cream corn? <laughs> There's so many things. I mean, I've, I've maybe eaten it once in my life. Can you imagine That's like, what your holding it? thought was. Yeah. Not like, yeah, I was this thinking, makes sense. <laughs> I mean, we are in Twin Peaks. So my thoughts are, are less... Less okay. logical questions. So this is like Outlander a little bit? Like it's just like a tunnel for magic? You think it's like a black hole for magic? Like shit just opens? The plate? Yeah. No. The Meals on Wheels plate? I was thinking Twin Peaks in general. Oh. Uh, no, I just think Twin Peaks is a weird place where stuff happens. Yeah, okay. But not all of it is a black hole. Certainly this tuxedo boy's hands are a black hole. <laughs> but, not, you know. Didn't get a... Drop on his tuxedo. No. Didn't get a drop. A very clean for a little boy in a tuxedo. Yes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. This <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote this down just as a little bit of dialogue because um, uh, Happy Gilmore's grandma was like, who are you? And Donna was like, I'm Donna. I'm taking over for Laura. And Happy Gilmore's grandmother was like, Laura's dead. And I wrote, yes, we know Laura's dead, <laughs> but thanks for telling us Again. <laughs> no, it's, I haven't heard that story before. Oh, I Tell know. me about it. Oh, well, but she does release some information. The grandma, she's like, go visit Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith yeah. next door. He, he was, was useful. He was useful. So, so Donna goes next door and knocks and nobody answers. And, oh, and we find out that he's a hermit too. Yeah. That's what we've learned. She, so she's like, oh, that's cool. I'll come back. Yeah, so I'll leave she, well, she writes a note, right, and squeezes it under the door. And before we leave this scene, another thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. Donna has this whole, like, sweater, jean jacket, big puffy vest over mm-hmm. her jean jacket. Yeah. And when it gets real cold, I think I'm going to rock that look. I know. I liked her look. I liked this, it. I'm going to go to Uniqlo and get one of those big poofy jackets. <laughs> and I'm going to wear it over. I have, like, a cute little fitted jean jacket. That's yeah, I'm cool. I'm going to rock that. That's cool. It you looked do good. It. <laughs> I know it's the nineties, but like I no, can do it. Nineties is is nineties like, is back. Nineties is back. Yeah, it also looked sure. really warm without being like sweaty because it's a vest over a jacket. So you, it's like easy transition. I get it. It's like that layers thing. The yeah. Northwest man, <laughs> they, know, they know their layers. They know how to fucking layer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They are killing it. So we leave Donna in her amazing outfit. Um, and we're back at the hospital and Renette is staring into space, pretty much wondering why she's there and like why she exists and like Buddhism <laughs> like, and stuff. What is the, what me? is this what, space? Who am I? Who am I? 
and uh, and then Cooper and Harry show up. And there's there's a few moments in this episode. This is one of them where I'm like, oh yeah, this happens in real life. I really they loved can't, this. They can't get the chair to work, and so they like read the instructions. And it was and weirdly long, it, and it took a long time. <laughs> and I my immediate thought was like, why is this happening? And then I was like, no, in real life, sometimes shit doesn't work, and you're like fucking really with it, and it's really boring. Like, and you're like, oh, God, I just want this chair to go down so I can be comfortable for the rest of the time I have to be here. But the chairs chairs don't work sometimes. Yeah. It was, what we've learned. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Um, anyway, when we finally figure out how the chair works, which takes up 90% of the scene, uh, uh, Cooper shows Renette a sketch of Leo. And she's like, like, no big deal. He's like, hey, is this a ske- the guy that hurt you? And she's like, nah. Which I don't, again, I want to ask why sketch of Leo when we could have taken there's Taking a picture? <laughs> right, like he exists. We have him in custody. He's in a coma. You can take as many pictures of him as you want. You may probably, you won't be able to get a selfie because he's in a coma. No. That's what I was like. But mm, you can get a picture. I'm, I'm sure there's a picture somewhere in his house. Like, right? I'm like this You is have weird. access to his house this based on the warrant to search it. So you could just... Go get picked. Yeah, he's been arrested. You get his mugshot. Why Has he been arrested? I don't think he's been arrested. Actually, I feel like maybe in the past he was probably arrested. No, I, think I don't think Leo they, has a clean they, slate. No, that's what they said. He has no rap. Oh, maybe I think he had. Okay, maybe you're right. He had like real minor stuff because that's why they don't. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know. It's I don't whatever. know the history of Leo. I recall. I remember recall them is. talking about this. This is like episode two, though. Can I call him Leo's son? Because I don't remember his last name ever. It's either Thompson or Johnson. It's Johnson. Thank you. Well, it's always son. Johnson. But son is fine. Um, yeah, you could do that. Anyway, well, okay. So then Cooper shows Renette a sketch of Bob. And Renette loses her shit. No one can handle Bob. She loses her shit Leland style. How do you feel about She's his face? Like, and then she starts yelling, train. Yeah. Where he's like, uh, Cooper's obviously like, train what car? about the train car? And then she's like, yeah. And then it's over. I should have never become a hooker. Which, I mean, being, you know, I'm not going to shame hookers. I'm sometimes, not going to shame hookers at all. You gotta, you, that's See, what happens. Sometimes you get sucked into it. It's, it's the unfortunate. Oldest, it's the oldest profession in the it world. Is, it know, should be regulated. It's never going to go away. It is recession proof. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. You should. It should be a regulated industry. And we're not victim blamers here, okay? We're, we're not. We're not going to blame women who become hookers. But at the same time, um, Renette made some choices. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, she also chose to like have sex with Leo, probably for free. Probably for free. And be tied up, and like be doing drugs with Laura and yeah. Leo and Jock. Although, you know, and a bird. The way these things are going, fucking- I think Renette was maybe like manipulated by Laura because everybody she's Laura seems to just manipulate people yeah but it's possible so you know what I'm not gonna blame Renette Renette I'm not blaming her a, at all she's she's in a bad place and it's probably not her fault <laughs> I'm, I'm not blaming her at all I'm just saying like they did do stuff that didn't wasn't even just a job that was shady they went above and beyond yeah <laughs> um but uh, yeah anyway people so then- pe- people do, can I just, I asked sure. you and I didn't get an answer. I'm going to ask oh, you again. Oh, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. bitch. Well, let's, <laughs> hey, hey, let's not drop the B word, okay? Things are sensitive around here. Okay, okay beauty. Thank you. What do you feel? How do you feel about Bob's face? He's supposed oh. to, be, people are so terrified by him. Okay. I'm like, I, he I actually pretty... have, I wrote something about that. Okay. Um, down here at the bob, bottom here at the bottom. <laughs> um, 
There's another scene later where yeah, we see Bob's face we'll head on. That. And I wrote, he looks creepy, but also like he could host a 70s kids show. Yes. Yeah. He looks like he's trying to be creepy. Yeah, he's got like a Mr. Rogers slash like swipe or no swiping thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like he could be a, uh, you know, like a, a character on uh, Sesame Street. I feel like. Where he's singing yeah. like folk songs to the kids right. about, you know, counting like or whatever. Any any weird half convenience store, half pot shop in Portland, Oregon that you wandered into, Bob would be sitting there having coffee. He'd be like, and hey, he'd what's be up, like, guys? He'd be like, do you work here? And he'd be like, yeah. And it's like, well, then why are you sitting there having coffee when I need help? I would definitely see him like at a fish concert. Oh, he, oh, Bob is at every fish concert. <laughs> Bob follows the fish around. He used to play for the Grateful Dead. Bob was <laughs> devastated when Jerry died. <laughs> Bob couldn't get out of bed for a week. I know. And like, that's the opposite of someone who I can imagine murdering everybody. He Bob, looks like he just knows how to do some drugs and dance a lot. Bob spent one spring building his own canoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a beautiful soul. I, you know, he's a beautiful, you know, he's got his problems, his vices, but he really is a lovely, lovely man. It's really, yeah, he really is. And he makes a really good um, cowboy caviar dish. Yeah. <laughs> he's really, lovely. He's throw some hominy in there. Yeah. And nachos too. He's I mean, a he's vegan. Just, definitely. Yeah. Oh, not, yeah, not, sorry. Cashew cheese nachos. Well, yeah. I mean, you can make nachos vegan style. Yeah. Well, if he does use cheese, it's from it's made from the goat's milk of Jerry the goat in his backyard, who yeah. he named after Jerry Garcia died Obviously. in memoriam. Obviously. <laughs> all right, I'm glad we all were on the same page as t- about okay. Bob. So, what happened after Renette freaked uh, out about Bob? Um, well, now we're at the Great Northern Hotel. We're in Ben Horn's office, and um, great, ben, great ice cream capital of the world. Ice cream capital of the world. <laughs> Ice cream conglomerate, the Great Northern <laughs> Hotel. And we're sitting on the floor in his office in front of the fireplace. And Jerry asks a very important question, which is, which of these ledgers for the mill do we burn? Captain um, or Josie's. Yeah. And he's like, we could burn either of these ledgers or we could burn my smoked cheese pig. Is it a pig he's eating? Elephant? It's a smoked rhino? cheese in the shape of the pig. In the shape of the pig. And he's just going to town on it. And, it, and my problem with this is not... The presence of the cheese, or the fact that they're being weird yet again. And they love, or the fact love food. They love food. <laughs> well, they have excellent palates. That's how they know about all those flavors for their ice cream. Yeah, but no one eats food that has an excellent palate like fucking savages in a cave. They eat crazy. Well, okay. So, but here's my here's my problem with his line of thinking. Okay. Jerry's originally like, do we burn these ledgers or do we burn my pig? And then he, it's as if he's having an, like a stream of consciousness speaking. And he goes, no, we're not burning my pig. We're never going to burn the pig. I'm going to eat it. And then he starts eating it. And then it's, it's like brought up again later. And Ben's like, because we're not going to burn your pig. And it's like, why would he even suggest burning it in the first place? Can when you- there were options of other things to burn. <laughs> and it was obvious that he was going to eat the smoked cheese pig. Like, why... Even correlate <laughs> the idea of burn. Why, and why burn cheese in a fireplace? Yeah, that sounds messy. No, just eat it. That sounds it's real cheese. messy. Why it's would like you dropping a, cheese? It's like dropping a marshmallow in your fireplace when you're trying to make a s'more. That's going to get messy. So many bad moments in my childhood. So many ants. Started that way. So many, you don't, you don't want to do that. Anyway. Crazy. So... <laughs> 
they can't decide which leather to burn, ledger to burn, and this is realized when Jerry says it looks like we're both 100% certain that we're not sure. Yeah, well, so. Catherine's is the bankruptcy one, which right. is the apparently the real one, which I, that's what and they, are either of them real. They said that that's how the that's what the real mill finances are and that Josie's right. shows a profit which is right. a fake one which I thought it was the other way around but ship shit between Catherine and Josie in that situation keeps getting flipped around on me so I can't even keep track anymore also where are they neither one of them are in the picture yeah yeah well I they've mean disappeared. so apparently they've bo- both Jerry and Ben have put placed bets on you know for either working with Josie or Catherine uh. and they can't decide which right essentially Who's going to be more cooperative? Anyway, all I know is that they can't make a decision, and except for the one decision they do make is to toast marshmallows and not the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Catherine, I guess, is still presumed dead, which I don't know how anyone... Like, Nobody dies in this show except for yeah, Laura. She's I the know. only dead one. Well, and Jacques. And Jacques. Laura and Jacques, forever entwined in yeah. love in the heavens. <laughs> With the owls. Make abuse, sweet baby, sweet baby, sweet love. Sweet dumb dumb babies. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, so, okay. so now we're at the R&R Diner. And again, something that really happens in real life. Andy's putting up sketches <laughs> of Bob. And he just sometimes tape people it out. It sticks to each other. And you just never can tape things. Oh, poor Andy. Poor Andy. He's so got a he's whole lot of tape. He's a real, real Sticking dumb to his dumb. face and sticking to his fingers. Life is hard for Andy. Yeah. Um... And Bobby's dad, Colonel House Dreams, <laughs> is sitting at the we counter. We did learn. I, we figured out what his actual rank was. He's major, a major Briggs. Major Briggs, yeah. Okay, well, Colonel House Dreams <laughs> is sitting at the counter. And Log Lady comes over and uh, has a little bit of a confrontation with um, I love this. Norma. Norma's like, um, Margaret, if you're going to spit out your pitch gum, please do it in an ashtray and not on the table like you did I the love other that. day. I love that she was called out on that because yeah. it was a real gross. It was rude. Yeah. It was so rude. Obviously, she's never Margaret's waited a, a table bitch. a day in her life. Lockwood is a bitch. My God. Um, Stop using the word bitch. Stop. You, you are the one who said to me sensitive. many times that you are okay with the word. I'm okay with the word bitch. Why yeah. I've changed my mind. Okay, because I'm a woman. <laughs> that's fine. Um, anyway. Oh, so Log Lady's like, to Colonel House Dreams, you wear shiny objects on your chest. Are you proud? And he <laughs> gives some kind of like super intuitive answer. And then she's like, the log has something to tell you. Have they met the log? And he's like, no, I haven't met the log. We haven't been introduced. I don't introduce the log. It's just this benign conversation. Yeah. And then, but it does um, have a message. Yeah. Um, the log is telling Colonel House Dreams to deliver the message. Yes. Which he totally understands, he's like, apparently. Yep. He's like, yeah, I, I know exactly it. what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And he ponders it very deeply. Yeah. He goes into deep thought. Um. Ooh, now we're at the police station. I really like this scene. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, uh, Lucy's checking out a fly that's flying around, and Andy walks in, and he tells Lucy that one time he gave sperm to a sperm bank, and the doctors told him he was sterile, and yet he figured out that that didn't mean he didn't he had to take a bath, <laughs> and instead that he couldn't have babies. <laughs> so why is she pregnant if he's sterile? And then she basically blows him off. Yeah. Yeah. She rips the tape rips off the his tape head. Rips the tape off his face. And shuts the door. She's like, oh, man. fuck you. Lucy and Andy, 
they better get together at the end of this season. <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's a romance of the ages. It's a beautiful it's, love affair. Yeah, they are the whole reason I'm watching this show. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're in uh, Sheriff Truman's office, and Hank is in there because he has to check in for parole. And uh, they have, like, a weird, aggressive confrontation. And when he leaves, Cooper's like, uh, how long were you guys friends? Because he's very intuitive. Oh, yes. And uh, Harry is, uh, Sheriff Truman is like, oh, we grew up together. He used to be a bookhouse boy, and he was, like, one of the best of them. He's just a good guy. Uh, Yeah. Apparently. Now he's a bad guy. Yep. Anyway. Whatever, what, what made him turn, huh? Money and drugs. Money and drugs. Rain. Ass and titties. Ass, ass and titties. Ass and titties. Ass, ass and titties. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Truman gets a call from Ben Horn. And he in, in order for Truman to get this call, Lucy becomes the best executive administrator <laughs> of all time. Because she basically goes back and forth between, so-and-so's on the phone, I'm going to put you on hold. Okay, I'm going to bring you over to the line. Okay, pick up the phone. It's the one with the blinking light. Okay, you're through. Okay, bye. Anyway, that's all. Uh, and then Ben Horn tells Truman... That Audrey has been missing for two days, and he obviously just doesn't give a fuck. He does not give a That's what nope. I wrote. He doesn't give two shits about this. Nope. He's like, my daughter's missing. Yeah, Bye. she's missing. Take care of that. Thanks. Bye. I've got stuff to sell. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm, I can't be bothered. <laughs> um, uh, surely after this, we're still in Ben's office. Oh, of course. And Jerry walks in, because of course, you can't, you can't have a Ben without a Jerry. And he has one unsigned insurance policy, mm-hmm. uh, recalling apparently that the insurance agent said that Catherine was uncomfortable with a few provisions in the in the insurance policy, namely that Josie was the beneficiary, which she wasn't supposed to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was like, mm-hmm. "We remember that scene. Yeah, we saw that happen. We saw that happen. Uh, but it's I thought it was that she Josie was the one that she was getting the policy for, like assuming that." Josie would be killed in the arson no, fire, it was for but the mill. apparently it was for the mill. Yeah. Um, very soon after this discussion, Leland walks in, you know, still being cray, chipper. still chipper. Fucking you know? happy as hell. Happy as shit. And he said, uh, the Icelanders, like, we need to get this shit done, d- deal done ASAP. Yep. So they call, so Ben's like, no probs, I'll call them. Mm-hmm. And apparently they're unhappy about the fire. They see it as a huge setback. And Leland was the one that told them. <laughs> Oh, Leland. You love to sabotage yourself, Leland. You are useless. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it whatever. They seem like they're going to move along with it. And, mm-hmm. he, you know, Ben's like, yeah, it's no big deal. Don't worry. But they're anno- they're visibly annoyed with him at this point. Uh, and then ba- ben, uh, Leland sees the the sign for that Andy had been carrying around for Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I know this man. He apparently used to live next door to Leland's summer home on the Pearl Lakes. And, uh, mm-hmm. but he was just a little boy then. Yeah. So he recognizes, but he's concerned, he's convinced that it's the same man. And so she go, he goes to, uh, sheriff's, uh, office mm-hmm. to let them know. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they leave, Ben turns to Jerry and says, to kill Leland. Uh, yeah. They're over him. Why? Leland's not doing anything wrong. They're over it. They're just annoyed with him. Fine. And if they're going to fuck with his business, you know? All right, fine. Get the Whatever. fuck out, Leland. Fine. Get the fuck fine. out. Fine. And also, fine. I, 
um, you know, for hitting the nail on the head this episode, Jerry, he also turns to Ben after asking that question. Is this real, Ben, or some strange, twisted dream? I think the answer is, yeah, it's a dream. Isn't that crazy? It's a... It's a <laughs> Why? You sometimes... 22 <laughs> episode, no real arc, climax, or denouement dream. I was like, oh, interesting. So, uh, we're, we're back at the hospital in this next scene. Shelly is visiting Dr. Hayward and Leo. Yeah. You know, checking in on his vitals. Apparently, yeah. the bullet was lodged Can, can you spine. give me an update on Shelly's hair? Well, it looked, it looked wet. It looked wet. Okay, yeah, cool. Just looked, checking in. It looked real wet. It's either real shiny or it's wet. Yeah. Un, un, unclear. Uh, but apparently the bullet was lodged, that, that Hank shot. Uh, the bullet got lodged in his spine and yeah. he's currently in a coma. He lost a lot of blood. Yep. Um, he, they're, they're unsure what, you know, the prognosis is. They, I think they said they assume he'll be, uh, paralyzed, right? Yeah, Something. but they're not sure. They're not know. They they they're can't sure. know at this point. And uh so yeah, so she so Shelly leaves Leo and but as they're leaving as Dr. Hayward and Le- and Shelly leaving, it seems like Leo's waking up. He's getting all like his eyes are kinda open. He gets shifty eyes real quick. He's like, Fuck you, Shelly. I heard what you said, Shelly. I heard you just said you just I cried. See, I see you've been showering. <laughs> 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 Amazing. All right. So These jokes never get old. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Also in between this, I guess I'll just mention it real quick. Apparently, like real quick, uh Lucy got a phone call from someone who didn't want to give his name right. or her name. Um and then she's like, Well, I'm gonna hang up the phone because I'm not gonna take you I'm not gonna transfer the phone call to Sheriff Truman if you're not gonna tell me who you are. Right. We learned nothing else about that phone call. I don't we know. Directly so maybe else. at some point that will come up. So I'm only mentioning it for that reason. Mm, probably. I got it. Probably. Oh, maybe. Oh, whatever. Everything else has. That's true. All right. So, uh, well, guys, in case you forgot, One Eye Jacks is still a place. We haven't yeah, visited. Still place we didn't go there. In this, we didn't go there this episode yet. No. Uh, Audrey is, decides to take a, a bucket of ice from uh, another lady because uh, she wants to, yep. she wants to see this client. It's very important it's to her. Super important. So she walks into the client's uh, where the client is being serviced. He's tied up on a chaise lounge. Yeah, he is getting off to the sound of a vacuum machine. A sexy lady is vacuuming next He's to him. He's had a pedicure. He he had a pedicure. Yeah. Uh, she puts a bucket down, and then uh, she Audrey asks the sexy lady vacuuming to step out of the room, which was a great silent exchange. Yeah, because it took two minutes. Yeah, I'm like get and, out, and it was I'm vacuuming. Get out. But get I, out. But I, Get the fuck out. Yeah, so she leaves. She unplugs the vacuum, and the guy is like, why did you, why, no, I need the vacuum. Put the vacuum back on. Sure. And she's like, no problem, I'm going to solve your problems with this bucket of ice and and me Mm -hmm. strangling Mm -hmm. you with this cord. And she's like, what? And it was Emery. And she's like, Emery, I want to know everything you know. You tell me all of the secrets. Yeah. So she gets official confirmation that, yeah. So, yeah, she's like, if you don't tell me what you, what you know, then Mm -hmm. I will say that you harassed me and you'll get arrested and everything bad will happen to you and blah, 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 whatever. She's a crazy ass bitch. She's, yeah, she goes for broke. (laughs) She goes for broke. You shouldn't say bitch. I know, I didn't. It's just. Whatever. I'm just saying. It's really terrible. Um, I'm so sorry. It's like the worst thing you could have said. Uh, 
Anyway, so she, <laughs> so she says, so the, the information frame, she finds out, she gets confirmation that her father's the one, the owner of One Eye Jacks, apparently, and confirmation that he runs, that. he runs everything. Yeah. Is basically what Emery says. Yeah. Um, that he specifically puts beautiful women to recruit them for One Eye Jacks. Like that's right. by directive of her dad. Counter. Um, from the perfume counter. And Laura was taking a one-eyed jacks, but, and Renette as well, but mm-hmm. she was thrown out because of her drug use. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, fair. fair. It's you a business. Can't get a job. Can't yeah. get a job if you're on you drugs. You need to get yourself in control. Be professional. Um, and apparently Laura did know that it was her dad. Uh, it was Ben Horn that ran the oh, yeah. ran the club. It was insinuated that they had relations. Yep, and apparently Laura always got her way, just like Audrey did. No, <sighs> I don't know why that was a big Duh. reveal, but yeah, it seemed like it, right? right. In, the, in the episode, yeah. Uh, all right, so we get to the lovers after this. Bobby and Shelley are sitting, listening can, to weird tunes you again. A, weird. Give me an update. She she still looks wet. <laughs> So, All right, cool. You know, a little bit drier, like post shower wet. You know, just freshly. You know, a little yeah, like bit her, her like her hair roots is naturally are still dried. Wet, but yeah, her ends are dry. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, listening to weird, you know, hypnotic music again. Like these people don't can't listen to rock music even. No, what is wrong with these kids? I don't know. So apparently, they just they they plot a plan to basically collect disability checks from leo and torture him forever question and they live happily ever after torturing this man forever yes when did bobby suddenly become so smart like he knows about disability payments and he's got medical information he knows about that constitutional amendment where you can't testify against your spouse like where (laughs) what who is this bobby i you know what i never thought of him as a dumb dumb like james though so apparently the house that his yeah. dad found him in was a mind palace. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he did cry a lot when he when he when he had that discussion with his dad the last episode. Oh. Maybe he did. He got access to his mind palace. <laughs> <laughs> what? We wanted Doctor Strange. No, that yeah, that's what that's what uh, Sherlock, Sherlock calls does, it. But yeah. what did they call it too? In and Doctor Strange. They call it Astro some, projection yeah, or I don't something know. like that. whatever. They called it a mind a mind's palace too. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he, he's now an idiot savant. He's he's nailing life. Mm, yeah. Um so now we're back at you know, the Great Northern huge. Mm-hmm. Um and Diane and Cooper are together again, you know, relit Diane meaning his tape recorder. Yeah. Yeah recapping uh audrey's disappearance for diane letting her know what's up he misses her all he can remember is her beautiful smile not not the not the facts or the the reason so cute so beautiful my god they love each other um and then as you know as this discussion continues with diane uh major briggs knocks on cooper's door colonel hallstreams colonel hallstreams yeah Mm -hmm. and he has a message for him Yep. This is what the log lady wanted him to message yeah. deliver. Yeah. It's important. Uh, he apparently works in like space monitors. Sure. Essentially, I, sure. I guess extraterrestrial yep. res- communication. communication. Yep. So they, of course he does. <laughs> he's not at liberty to tell you much information, no. but he is at liberty to give him this information. Yeah. So apparently th- these monitors spit out some 
like they have printouts, constant printouts of like information and space junk that they get. Not a lot of actual communication gets sent to them. But apparently at the moment he was shot, a printout, the printout states that owls are not what they seem. Mm-hmm. And then a few hours later in the morning, it just says Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. And nor- again, normally it's just words, numbers, random stuff. I also have a theory. Yes, nail it on me. Log Lady's log is also picking up these frequencies. Yeah, the log, the log knows what's up. I mean, I my theory is that her crazy her log husband was the one who who like I guess that he decided to live in the log now. It's his <gasps> captured his spirit. spirit. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's. Do you that's, think he worked for the government too? Maybe. <gasps> okay. I th- well, they said he was a logging man when she met him. Oh. I don't, but I guess he could have secretly worked for the government. We don't know. Who knows? Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Now on to the craziest scene oh of the episode. Oh my god! Oh my god! I came up. Um, I came up with a name for their band. Uh, but okay, you well, explain first. Madeline, no. Donna, and James. Um, I guess they're in the basement of the Hayward House or downstairs somewhere. Room? I don't know. They're downstairs somewhere, and they decide that like you know we've been doing a lot of detective work (laughs) we deserve to have a day of fun (laughs) so they treat themselves to this beautiful moment (laughs) Um, and sing a song so I guess it's just it's essentially at some sort of singer songwriter situation, James is just playing the guitar. He's lead lead vocals on this. There's no drums or bass <laughs> in the room, but there just is guitar. drums and bass being recorded somehow. Yeah. And it's it's the song's like just you and I, something like that. I don't remember the details mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the name of their makes, band is eerie, yeah. eerie fuck shit. <laughs> yeah. Eerie, yeah, Eerie Canal fuck shit. Eerie Canal fuck shit. That's the name of their band. <laughs> um, yeah, it's real weird. It's real weird. And they, James's voice is the worst. I mean, they're clearly putting some sort is of. Is he a chipmunk? Like, I don't know. What? They're clearly putting some sort of like vocal gate Auto-tune? on it or something. <laughs> I don't know, but it's weird. And, and also, they, I mean, this weird love square is getting real, like, oh, yeah. why do people, I mean, I'm including Laura in the square. Yeah, I get what you're so saying, yeah. So, I don't understand, but what, what does James, just like Laura, like, Laura had a magical vagina, does James have a magical dick? Like, what is going on? Mm, interesting question. <laughs> He's a so, dum-dum, so it's when possible. When this scene was happening, <laughs> when this scene was happening, I was like, what is going? There was a lot of what is going on in my head, right. and then I noticed that James was making eyes at Maddie, and I was Obviously, like, "Oh, you look like James Laura. must be into Maddie because she looks like Laura." And then I was confused, and then I was like, "Oh, this is like a dumb high school thing." And then I thought, oh, "Are we about to have a threesome?" <laughs> oh yeah, throw down! This show's about to get cray because I was like, "They're gonna, they're gonna obviously have a threesome here in this living room," but that did not happen. <laughs> Donna was real upset. She stormed. She stormed out. He's, she, she saw that making out, eyes. She saw the sexual tension she between the two of them. Was not happy. She ran out, and he follows her. And is like, "What's up?" And she's like, "No big deal. Let's make out, and I'll cry." And then, yeah, I don't know. It's 
What? Whatever. What? So all I know James, is that Donna James ruined must... the threesome vibe. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got real excited. I was paying attention. And then I was just like, Donna. I mean, Madeline, of course, of course Donna. No, Madeline did look like she was ready to take her clothes off. Yeah, like, Madeline <laughs> was like, it's cool. I really like Donna. She seems like a tight person. James, you look fun. You guys have both been I've through a terrible... We've all been days. through a terrible experience. I've known you for six days. That's, yeah. That's... Just, Let's give each that's other just enough much time for me to feel comfortable with you, we and not taken, too long that it's weird. We've <laughs> set aside some time to have some fun. Let's have some real fun. You know, this singing's great and all, but let's, you know, let's get let's get our weird. Parents never check on us. Let's get weird. Yeah, he's upstairs. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> He'll just walk right out. They won't even notice it. <laughs> He's but the that only happen. He's Rock. the only doctor Donna in town. Donna Your mom it. is paralyzed, and he's the only doctor in town. No way anyone's gonna. No way, no one's gonna know. Donna ruined the threesome vibe <laughs> with her feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Donna. Fuck you, Donna. We hate you. Um. Anyway, but as as they're making out to ease the the pain, mm-hmm. uh, we get a a phone call from Mr. Smith, Mr. Right. Harold Smith. Great time to call Harold. And she states that she received yours. Apparently, I don't know what that means. A message, I'm guessing. Yeah, no, and I that don't know. she wanted to talk to him and see if they can meet. And then there were some, maybe some more words, and then they hung up. So right. we don't know if they we set up know. a meeting time, or I'm assuming that's what happened. But anyway. Soup's boring. Soup's boring. But while they're in the hall handling this phone call and make-out session, mm-hmm. uh, Madeline starts seeing Bob again. Or mm-hmm. she never saw Bob, but like apparently Bob is a thing that everyone's terrified of. And mm-hmm. Even though he doesn't exist. He, she freaks out, you know, like like uh sarah palmer did yeah and pe- people cannot handle bob and people he looks like bob. he's trying to eat his f- eat her face when she gets ro- when he gets like as close to her as possible bob is caught in another dimension where there's no food <laughs> and he's just trying to communicate to everybody that he's hungry as fuck yeah and then dude. afterwards him and his goat jerry are gonna sing them some folk <laughs> songs <laughs> Things are gonna get real, real psychedelic, real here, guys. crazy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they're trying to console her after that and moving on. So they do not have a threesome ever. No, maybe we don't. We don't know, but probably not. In fan fiction, they do. <laughs> yeah. uh, so next, we get a sh- quick shot of Renette starting to convulse and at the hospital, yeah. and then we see. Bob's face at the foot of Laura's bed again. Yeah. Turn into the owls. The owls are not what they seem. Keeps right. being repeated. Sarah Palmer runs down the stairs. Right. And then we just get Bob's face and Cooper wakes up. So obviously this is another dream. Yep. Um, I thought it was going to be Renette dream, but I think it was a, a Cooper dream. Yep. Cooper wakes up and immediately gets a call from Audrey. Yes. He's like, no big deal. That dream wasn't wasn't no problem. I can have a conversation now. Yeah, he can transition in and out of dreams like no one I've ever seen. Cooper doesn't have emotions. No, no, nope. <laughs> he's a robot. Um, Robo Cooper. So she, Audrey calls uh, Cooper. She asks why he isn't there, and says she saw him in his tux. And quickly, Emery and Blackie walk into the room, interrupt the conversation, and hang up the phone. They shut that shit. They down. They shut it down. She's in trouble. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen to Audrey, but, but she- I'll bet you we'll find out in the first season of the next episode. 
The first season of the next episode. The first scene of the next episode. <laughs> yes. That's what I, I so meant. Too. I, I can so. edit that out. <laughs> I have that power. I bet so, too. Uh, I, would, I can't wait to find out. Me, too. Do you think she's just going to get a spanking from her dad? That would, that would be oh my so god <laughs> Meredith I, why would you say that because I could see it your happening your mind is sick I could see it happening that's why it's no. why why you gotta do that to me <laughs> I'm letting you just think about that I was all hyped up over the threesome now you got me thinking about her and her dad <laughs> I'm just saying anyway right. what was Agent Cooper typing into his memo calculator um he was typing that Rosencrantz and Guildenstern's and Agent Cooper are best friends for life. <laughs> Love Bethals. Bethals forever. Yeah. Um, I think he was uh, typing in as much information he knows about Major Briggs so he can figure out what he was monitoring because he wants to get in on that. Yeah, that sounds super large. He's like a, you know, federal, federal employees for life. He's like, I want to figure that. I want to get on that. I want to be on the ground game, ground floor of that, of that situation. Yep. Something to do with space. Interesting. Mm hmm. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Who is your favorite, who is your favorite minor character this episode? Oh, this episode was real hard. Yeah. Because Andy put up a good front. He did. Lucy put up a good front. Yeah. It it felt good. It felt good. It felt real good. <laughs> but I'm going to have to give it to Norma. Yeah. For coming in and shutting Log Lady down. Yeah. <laughs> That's real good. And telling Log Lady to go fuck herself. Yeah. Because I, I respect that. Being a waitress is hard and people don't respect your space. Yeah. she was, And she said it really nice. Oh, yeah. But she knew she was being being mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was great i agree with that was a good choice who was your favorite minor character um i'm gonna have to go with jerry this episode <laughs> oh god for what about that for, bow tie he was wearing there's like a bow tie with a brooch on it i have no idea what that situation was so many pins so many so many pins <laughs> he always has he is the best dresser the most interesting uh, dresser yeah the most interesting i wouldn't say the best he would be in the editorial pages of, the, of this year. In of, this, in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, would yeah. be, he would be wearing some interesting outfits he for is, sure. He is bizarro Tim Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I'm really into his, his cheese eating abilities for this episode. I was really into that. Yeah. That's cla- that, that felt good. You know? Mm-hmm. Any, any, cl- any weird eating scenes that they do, I'm always, I'm always on board for. Yeah. Uh, where did this episode jump the shark? Did this episode jump the shark? You know, actually, this was a really good episode. I liked it, too. Until the song. So it didn't jump the shark until the very end with that stupid fucking song. Yeah, I would... That we spent four minutes watching them sing like chipmunks. Yeah. To essentially the same tune as every other song on this show. Yeah. That's where, yeah. Everything else was actually good this episode. I'd have to agree with you on this one. I'll I'll say the same thing. I mean... Well, I just... That's what I, I... I'm still always like shocked that they want to listen to this like ethereal dreamy music that none of these kids have any other what song to taste. Grunge, right? Yeah. Where are we? None of the they have no other taste. Especially they're in the Pacific Northwest. Right. The what heart of the grunge. To grunge? 
That's what I'm saying. So they're in the heart of the grunge movement, and they just want to listen to, like, smooth jazz elevator Dave Grohl does not approve. No, it's real weird. And so the fact that, like, Shelly and Bobby were listening to that type of shit in the car... And then they and then they were making of those songs. I was I, yeah, I agree. Really jumped the shark on this one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh last thing, uh who killed Laura? Bob Bob killed Laura. We know this. Bob killed her. Clearly. I mean, where is he? He's in a dimension with his goat and no food, or he's it's I don't either know, Bob or, or or the owls. It might have been the owls. I'm going to go with the owls. All I'm right. pretty convinced a bird is a possible suspect <laughs> of Laura's murder. God, it makes more maybe sense than a, anything else. Maybe it's the owls and Waldo conspiring. Waldo is the f- godfather of the owls. Who's Waldo? Waldo is Jacques' bird. Oh. He's the godfather. Right, 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 He's in charge. Yeah. He's in charge. He's the head owl, head bird. He's the head, head bird. bird of the owls. Yeah, he's the general. He's the alpha. Mm-hmm. He's like owls, alpha bird. Do my do my bidding. <laughs> Murder this girl who's just can't decide why just her life awful. is her life. Just awful. Well, I kind of wish that um, Waldo the alpha bird would just kill more people. Yeah, in this town, too many people are living through things they shouldn't I mean, live through. It's possible that. He, you know, Jacques was strangled by an army of birds and not hands with a pillow. We just didn't <laughs> an see. Army <laughs> I it's un- God. I hope that the answer to this is it's just birds are on a killing spree. Birds are birds are flying the coke is, over the border. This is the the this is the uh, prequel to birds. to birds to Alfred Hitchcock's birds. Yeah, I hope so too. Oh God, I think we nailed this episode. Yeah, this was a decent one. I would even though we were in a bad mood in the beginning. I mean, it's been a rough week, and we needed some laughs. And this provided. Yeah, thank you, Twin Peaks. Thanks, thanks, Twin Peaks. I think it's for making our world seem a little more normal. Thank you. We Um, needed it. All right, guys, subscribe to our Mothership podcast. We just had. Yeah, who are we? There will be drinking. Thank you. And we just released an episode on Doctor Strange. Yes, also we did. recorded pre-election, so we were pretty good. We were pretty rad on that. Yeah, um, we're only going to be depressed from here on out. <laughs> Always sad, never happy. So much drinking, though. So much drinking. Nice. Yeah, I did a lot of day- drinking weekday drinking this week more you than did. usual. You did more than. We'll usual. have to go into that in our next episode. I don't normally, but it was a lot this yeah. week. It felt kind of good. Good. It's the first time I, you know, like when you drink and you feel shitty in the morning. I don't ever feel good, mm-hmm. but it made me kind of feel good. Good, because it made me feel worse. Yeah, kind of. Felt, you wanted to feel bad. I wanted to feel physically and emotionally the same. Yeah, I was just already physically feeling bad, so I didn't want to add to it. It, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, all right. Anyway, there will be drinking. Yep. As our mothership podcast, subscribe on iTunes, iTunes Google, Stitcher, Google Stitcher, Play, all, all the, things. the things. Yeah, jinx. And then, <laughs> and then TWBD podcast on Twitter. There will be drinking on Instagram, Facebook.com slash TWBD podcast. You can like us there. And please rate and subscribe. Like, we would love you so oh, much. And, and you can <clears throat> and email. We will, like, personally email you guys oh, very long please emails email us. back. Um, twbdpodcast at gmail.com. Love that. 
Yes. Oh my god, communicate, please. Camilla, okay. Please. All right, guys. Uh, let's spice up your life. Pie up your life. Pie up your life. Have a good People damn, of the world. damn good cup of coffee. Yeah, and, and find some joy. <laughs> find some joy. I hope we provide joy. Oh, that would be wonderful. Mary, don't you do that. Oh my god, <laughs> stop. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.